0: It is 19 minutes before the hour here on the Drunt Large Radio Show, and we're pleased to be in studio with Police Chief, former Police Chief David Mara of Manchester. He's now the Governor's Advisor on Addiction and Behavioral Health, and Behavioral Health. We got <laughs> He's filling in this morning for our Public Safety Guy, uh, Jim Gadette, who. Is on a super-secret mission somewhere today and unable to be with us. Uh, as you know, you can find Jim on public safety uh, on Facebook for his uh, public safety updates at uh, Jim Gaudette Public Safety segment answer, uh, anchor. At This segment brought to us by Ted Gatsis. He is, of course, uh, the mayor of Manchester. And not long ago, he came up with... Why, why can't... Um, um, What is what is ah well it would help wouldn't it there we go (laughs) sorry that didn't work out as well as i had hoped ah and now he's oh good grief anyway okay as you know he's been manchester's mayor for the last eight years and uh, the mayor sees a city on the rise and to better harness the energy that the city is uh, uh, putting off these days. He's come up with a 12-point plan. You can get to the 12-point plan by visiting TedGatzis.com. That's TedGatzis.com. It starts with keeping taxes and spending under control. Find out how the mayor uh, plans to do that by visiting TedGatzis.com. Look for the 12-point plan. All right, uh, so David, let's... Um, give you an opportunity to sort of better explain um what the state is doing and what your role in what the state is doing is cuz you know I, it's 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 a, it's a, it's kind of like an amoeba you know it it you, you poke it in one direction and everything goes in the other direction it, it it's hard to
1: understand what everybody's doing so well what i can tell you is that uh fighting this epidemic involves several different entities, public and private, uh, getting together uh, in, in coordinating their efforts. It, it involves hospitals. It involves uh, uh, the state. It involves local uh, government. Um, it, it, it goes in so many areas, uh, and that is what the biggest part of. Uh, of my job is is trying to get all those efforts coordinated so people aren't uh, duplicating efforts uh, so we can really focus on the on the issue uh getting all the resources together in order to do so there's also some good things going on r- around the state <clears throat> as far as uh as far as fighting this problem um, and it manchester of course is not the only place that is having the issue this goes uh, up north to the west the seacoast uh uh, it, it's, it's everywhere. It is. And there are some f- good things going on. Uh, the, the Safe Stations in Nashua program, uh, they partnered with uh, Harbor Homes, uh, and they're doing a, a great job. They don't get the volume that Manchester gets, uh, but uh, they have a very good system where they, they once somebody gets into, uh, and I say Harbor Homes, but it's actually f- f- five or so organizations together, that, uh, that form uh, th- this integrated uh, care plan. So somebody goes, into, uh, somebody goes into safe stations, I believe within um, 11, uh, 11 minutes, somebody is picking them up and bringing them, them over to uh, Harbor Homes. And they have seen a decrease in emergency room visits, mm-hmm. and uh, they have been successful in getting people into treatment. When I talk about integrated care, it, it, what, th- what that means is, when somebody, has, uh, when somebody is to the level where they, they've been in the throats of addiction for, for a long period of time and they want to get out of it, they've hit bottom, so to speak, uh, when, you, when they go for treatment, it's, it's not just about getting treatment for just the addiction. There's the, all the associated uh, health, uh, health issues that go along with it. Uh, in Nashua, uh, they have everything from... Uh, Nutritionists uh, to medical assisted uh, detox um, to uh, uh, medication assisted treatment so you you name it they have it there. primary care uh, physician they look at the whole picture they take a holistic view, and that is the best model to uh, be able to do and that is what manchester is ha- has that as well, but because of the because of the number of people coming into Manchester, it's, it's, it's difficult to be able to uh, keep up mm-hmm. with that. Now, up north, uh, th- the problem po- is just as big proportionately mm-hmm. to, to the number of people that, that are, are also affected by, it, by this addiction. Uh, they have the geography to deal with. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of distance to go to treatment where they can find it, and there's not much treatment up there. So that is another thing that we're working on. And that could be said for... Uh, most of the state, there's just not enough treatment at this time, but uh, work is being done to to rectify that. Now, what is the state doing? Uh, Governor uh, Sununu, uh, is, as p- you probably know, uh, he was uh, p- pushing and was successful in being able to uh, start the whole process of getting a uh, treatment center for, uh, j- for juveniles mm-hmm. at the Sununu Center um yeah, that was
0: a suggestion that uh mayor gatz has brought up some time ago because he he discovered in trying to find some help for a mom who's like my teenage kid needs help he said there wasn't a place he could find in the state of new hampshire that took uh took on juveniles and that's when he started talking about
1: it well the the governor uh the governor the, heard him <laughs> well no the, the governor uh you know agrees that 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 is an issue and, and he uh he took the initiative to to be able to uh with his position to, to, in in his uh, will, he's able to push that through, uh, as well as um, he's now going to be coming out with a uh, uh, a plan working with the business community for a recovery friendly uh, workplace. Right. Um, this this issue of addiction also affects the
0: and, and what's that recovery friendly workplace? I mean, I'm assuming what you you mean by that is what mayor. Gatsis and the Board of Aldermen have done here. If if someone is in drug court and they have a letter from the judge that says they're following their program, that uh, they don't have to fill out the box when they apply for a job in the city that says they, uh, you know, they're convicted felons.
1: Well, this this has to do with having somebody that's in recovery Mm -hmm. working in a business, is to be able to uh, work with that person, keep them in recovery, uh, you know, there are certain needs, certain uh, things to uh, that you need to identify as an employer, and uh, it, it's recovery is a is, is to, to a lot of people is a lifelong process. Right, and so that, that's more of what that has to do with. Okay, um, so there are a lot of good things that that are go- going on across the state, and what I have found uh, when I when when I talk to people is some there there are so many people that have lost loved ones and friends. And a lot of those people, uh, parents, um, brothers, sisters, uh, instead of keeping that grief within them, mm-hmm. what they're doing is they're they, they, they're out there now on the forefront of trying to help to, to prevent other people from making the same mistake. And it's it's just uh, in a lot of ways inspirational to, to see that. You, uh, I, I can I went to a rally that was put on by uh, six uh, mothers in Derry who had lost their their. Uh, sons and they wanted to they wanted to do something to they wanted to highlight how this can touch anybody and how that uh they wanted to prevent that from happening to other mothers
0: have you come across things that aren't working like uh, you know local law enforcement here is not really thrilled with the good Samaritan law they walk into places where there's an overdose and they they can't take any legal action because somebody there called 911 to to save a victim meanwhile they they see various violations of drug laws. Um, maybe I'm maybe I'm oversimplifying what they're saying, but um, there's a candidate for alderman here in Manchester, Bob O'Sullivan, who I've spoken to and I'm, I'm trying to get on the radio show. He says, hey, if, if we get a Narcania, you're going to spend uh, 30 days in jail uh, in a mandatory detox uh, kind of thing. I mean, I, I, are there things that maybe we are doing that are counterproductive or things that we might consider? Because uh, it, it, it gets alarming. You know, you hear I've heard from both Chief uh, Willard and Chief Gunin uh, you know, about people being Narcan multiple times in the same day. They just get up, walk away, refuse to, uh, you know, refuse any treatment, any services or whatnot, and then they go do it again. And, you know, at what point do we, do be, do we become concerned that we're needlessly putting the, the lives of emergency responders at risk for, for people who are either trying to kill themselves or playing a game of Russian roulette, knowing that uh, big red fire trucks and ambulances are going to come save them?
1: I certainly, uh, I certainly share their frustration to to have officers and firefighters go to to the, the and and treat the same people, uh, but we really don't want our police officers or EMS uh, personnel, you know, choosing. Well, we've already helped that person. Uh, we're we're in this we're in this line of work uh, in, in for, as first responders because we we want to save people. We want to help, help people, right. and so it's 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 something that. Uh, yeah. It's frustrating at times, but we have to really. And, it, and I believe, believe me, it is it is tough to do this, but we have to really understand that addiction is a disease, and that as many times as we go to tr- try to save the same person, um, that person again, no, that could that's somebody's uh, brother, sister, father, mother, uh, right. aunt, or uncle. And uh, I don't and
0: and that and that gets me to O'Sullivan's point. It's like if we're going to keep doing this, don't don't we as a community have a have have a right to be able to say, look, we just we just kind of saved you. We're going to put you in jail. We're going to put you through a mandatory uh, detox services while you're in jail. Uh, And if we if you get out, we have to narcan you again. It's it's a double jeopardy. You get to you, you get to go in for twice as long. And if you do it again, you get to go in for three times as long. Does it at some point make some sense to start imposing? Uh, some of these prescriptions on on people who, um, uh, you know, are 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 causing these numbers of of uh, emergency
1: response calls. Well, well, again, just just getting back what I was I was talking about. Uh, if somebody is having a heart attack, but they don't listen to the doctor, and, they, and the fire department responds. Uh, and and saves that person and then they go back to what they were doing before and then they have another heart attack or if you see somebody that uh, has diabetes uh, but is not taking care of themselves they're not following the 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 plan uh, the doctor has and, and keeps on eating unhealthy and keeps on having to get medical services it's it's in the same realm now here's the issue and I'll leave this to the legislature but here's the issue uh somebody that uh is recipient of a medical treatment that that is not a crime, to, and th- the difficulty of putting incarcerating somebody for that it, w- would you'd have to make it a crime to do so. Uh, well, why why isn't the overdose uh, on an illegal drug? Why isn't the use of that illegal
0: drug a crime? I guess it's one of the things that I don't understand about this. If I'm if I'm walking around with a half empty uh, you know uh, beer can, I, ca- I can get nailed for uh, open container laws. But if I've got, you know, a, a needle in my arm with a couple drops of heroin in it, we say, well, no, we don't want to do that because that's, you know, uh, we, we don't want to criminalize addiction. And so we've got someone using an illegal substance, but they're not being held to account for that.
1: Well, if you have somebody that has uh, committed a, a crime and you there, there is a crime, then you have drug court. Uh, there are that, – that would be the avenue to, to do to take there right. but, well, but let,
0: if, i don 't want to interrupt you, but let me refine the question if i 'm under the age of twenty one and i 'm drinking that's a cl- that 's a that 's a crime
1: actually yeah that that is a crime but let, let me okay but isn 't well, the use well, of
0: heroin a crime or fentanyl or any of these other illegal drugs isn 't that isn 't the use of the drug itself a crime
1: the use to have it in your system, the use is not a crime it 's not like an internal possession. Where like the law stands now with underage drinking let me let me okay. phrase it this way and and here's where we can get here's where we can get some agreement if somebody if a police officer uh you know performing his or her duties comes across a person who uh is intoxicated to the state they can't care for themselves mm-hmm. there is a law that allows them to take them into protective custody right if they're If that same police officer comes in contact with somebody that uh, is suffering from mental illness, they have probable cause to believe they're suffering from mental illness in that uh, they are a danger to themselves or others, and and I'm paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. They have the ability to take that person into custody involuntarily to to get evaluated. But there is no law to say that if somebody has uh, been uh, overdosed, you know, a number of times and has, uh, or even once and then had to be brought back or, uh, saved by the use of Narcan. There is no mechanism. There is no law that says
0: should there be? that,
1: that they're able to do that.
0: Right. So possession of the drug is a crime. Use of the drug is not. Should, should the use of the drug be a crime? Would that be a tool that could be used to help, uh, in this, uh, opioid epidemic?
1: It, it all comes down to, uh, it all comes down to what you can prove, um, and what uh, and what you can prove in what the law, the current law, says. Now, if somebody, if you come across somebody who is uh, overdosed, is is passed out, uh, and then the, the, the is treated, what, what would your crime be? What would you say that crime would be? That they're under influ- influence of a of a illegal drug. Yeah. That would be very tough to be able to prove. It would have to take blood tests. It would have to take there, – there's, there's so many things that it would it would take. And if you look at it this way, too, to have somebody in jail, a, a county jail, uh, I, it's probably gone up uh, from this number, but it costs approximately $30,000 mm-hmm. a year to have somebody in jail. And uh, if, I, I would rather see that money spent towards – Getting treatment.
0: Well, why can't they get the treatment in the jail? See, because I mean, you, I mean, we could toss around numbers, but you know, how much, how much, how much does it cost to send a big red fire truck, an ambulance, and a, and a cop cruiser to an overdose call?
1: But we're still, we're still getting back to the point of you're, It'll be very difficult to prosecute somebody for, for being under the influence of an opioid, and then, and then tell them. It's their sentences. You will take. You will take this treatment, and uh, you will successfully complete it.
0: Right. Well, I mean, and, and yet we we as a state are prosecuting the dealers of the drugs that, you know, that somebody used to kill themselves, uh, and charging them with murder. So I got to believe that's a pretty hard prosecution, and I and I support those prosecutions, but it just seems to me that we we're looking. It, it almost seems to me that we're assigning no responsibility to the actual
1: user. And I, I can't say that I, I disagree with you. People, uh, people are using illegal substances, but uh, then again, and, and this is coming from somebody that spent their whole life in law enforcement, and I, I wouldn't be saying this probably ten, okay. twenty years ago. But I've seen what this uh, epidemic has done not only to the okay. state to this, but this country uh 64,000 people or so died in the united states in 2016 uh 400 in i believe 84 or so died in this state alone mm-hmm. uh this year we're on pace according to the uh, medical examiner's office to uh to uh, have four hundred and sixty something or so uh, people die in the state, yeah, and imagine, show. and imagine if we didn't have M- NACAN, yeah. what those numbers would be. But it's it's a debate that uh, I believe that uh, if you make it a crime to be, uh, if you make it a crime to be. Uh, under the influence of an opioid, to be treated for an opioid, uh, it, it would be very difficult to to be able to get people to seek treatment, treatment and it would really cur- curtail our efforts. There are so many people right now that are addicted that, uh, number one, I, if we did that, number one, I think it would have a, a very um, bad effect on people seeking treatment, but also Say you, you got everybody that we responded to uh, for an emergency call, uh, the, the jails wouldn't be able to handle that.
0: Right. And, and I'm, not, I'm not sure that's my suggestion, but it just seems to me that it, it's one of those things I think a lot of people don't understand, myself included, and, and, have, and have questions about why it works the way it works, because it, it seems logical that if the substance you use is illegal, then the use of the substance should be illegal. But, you know, kind of, and we equate things to like alcohol, which we have more of a familiarity with um, than that. But, Chief, I have run us actually past the top of the hour. So, uh, I, I don't know. I'm happy to stay with you for another segment if you get time because I, I find this interesting. But if not, uh, then we'll, we'll let it go. I'd, uh, I'd
1: be glad to say. I think it's important that uh, people, it's good to have a, what I see as a debate mm-hmm. and that it's good for people to be able to, to hear it um, and, and really think about what's going on.
0: Yeah, I think I appreciate that. All right, Josh, hit the station ID, we'll do the news. We'll be back with uh Drugs are Dave Mara.